Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever the professionals. (laughs) (laughs) But well done for pressing go. Thank you. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the arches with me, Harriet Carmichael, fabulous Febreze and Lucy Freeman at the end. Now, before we make a start on your emails, let's have a recap on what happened this week in Ambridge. We began the week with Emma. Hoorah! Yay! I've never been so relieved to hear anyone. And she immediately waded and started fixing things, like telling Eddie that the dishwasher wasn't actually beholden to Clarion, that it was not entirely her responsibility to empty and fill it. Hurrah for Emma. wonder if she fancies running the country at all. We are dividing the village into pro-window and anti-window. Alan and Jimmus anti Jean Harvey, pro. And everyone else who thinks they might benefit from the woolly millions, pro. Jimus and Allian then moved on to taking the unlikely role of uh, marriage counsellors, suggesting that Eddie blew up the kitchen and forced her to watch snakes on a plane. NB scriptwriter, sorry to chip in, but Jimus would not say box of chocks. Eddie would. Lily has had the brilliant idea of raffling off the portrait. She said it had a startling addition, which I presume was the big willy Russ had drawn on the side of her head. For some inexplicable reason, she decided that going into embarrassing detail about the provenance of the painting would make poor Kevin pay an extra 200 quid, rather than saying, no, 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 this is clearly a very personal thing, and you and your mother are both a bit weird. He did cough up, though, as I think he was beginning to think that he wasn't going to get away without a blow-by-blow, ha-ha, account of Lily's encounter with Saul. I wasn't really sure who Kevin was. Or rather, why Kevin was. I mean, who in their right mind collects the half-baked artwork of a recently fired teacher from a regional secondary school? It takes years to build up that sort of a following. And Russ has been far too busy chasing girls in school uniform around Worcester like Benny Hill and pretending to be a curator when really his main job is taking trapped wasps out of glasses of lemonade in the orangery. Talking of mothers being weird, who, even someone with only the vaguest semblance of civilised behaviour, discusses a mutual acquaintance waiting to see a midwife? You don't ask, you don't probe, and you certainly don't forensically assess whatever the poor harassed person chose to tell you with your family. Natasha, that was stinky behaviour, and I hope you get mastitis. Anyway, (laughs) Chelsea was horrified to discover that she was further on in her pregnancy than she thought she was. She said she felt daft, but she really shouldn't. As far as I'm concerned, it is an utterly ridiculous system. If you only had sex once in your entire life, then got pregnant, the doctor would still date it from your last period, rather than when the tadpole crashed into the egg. It just seems entirely nutty to me. Maybe medical people can explain to me how you can be pregnant before you've had sex, because I did biology GCSE and I was actually listening for that bit. Whenever anyone on the archer says... We've got the place to ourselves. You can guarantee that the Dagenham girl pipers are about to come marching through the sitting room. 
In this case, it was Eddie and Clary, who, prompted by Emma, were having a bit of Netflix and chill, ruined by a Randy Texel who got his grapefruit-sized knackers caught in the hedge. <laughs> Eddie appears to be attempting to redeem himself this week by being hard on George, who is a lying little turd, and then tentatively suggested that Georgie might be finding college hard going because he's thick as mints. Emma reacted in her usual calm and dispassionate way by screaming, hiring George's stepsister to tutor him, which will be disastrous and encourage a great deal more conniving. It was a bit of a tricksy week for Alan. Not only was he trapped in a sort of Anthony Trollope, Barchester Chronicles type storyline about socially dominant families glorifying themselves through stained glass, he then put a boot through the war memorial. It's not exactly the sort of behaviour you want from a vicar and I'm slightly perturbed that he may get defrocked and will get Shula back. Instead, but I had to read the tweet about her leaving again just to make sure she had actually gone. This all happened because of a Frank Spencer-esque episode that involved him wobbling about up a too short ladder trying to catch a pigeon. And yes, I have been singing that for the last two days. While a frankly disenchanted sounding Usha sulkily stood on the bottom saying, don't be a knobber, Alan, just get down. Let's just shoot the bloody thing. To be honest, if I was Usha, I'd have said, do you know what? This is in effect your office. Why am I helping you clean it up? You let it get covered in pigeon shit, you sort it out. Do it yourself. This is my one day off from being very busy telling people I don't actually specialise in whatever it is they want me to do. Alan had the cheek to say petulantly, Oh, it's not actually what I had in mind to spend my day doing either, but it's his job. No wonder she pushed him off his bloody ladder. And we ended the week with quiz night at the ball. Lily was complaining about the girls on her course never having lived away from home or experienced anything. Um, okay. Uh, she said to Lizzie, it's making me feel old, said Lizzie. Fat, thick. Frequent use of the word unmoored made me think sexy Rexy may be hovering in the wings. And then just to add to our increased fury and annoyance about the Chelsea storyline, Tracy is now pretending to be pregnant. Oh, brilliant. Fan bloody tastic. Let's add another layer of complexity to an already infuriating storyline. You have got one week. To sort this shit out, scriptwriters, I'm warning you. The end. <laughs> you said nothing had happened this week, and I've just remembered loads of stuff. <laughs> like all of that. Exactly. It was a jam-packed week. Loads of different... Yes, but I just actually, want a resolution really to Chelsea. I don't well, want anything else to be happening. You've got it now. You've got... That is the resolution, isn't it? Tracy and Jazza, it's going to be their baby. No. It's very EastEnders. Yeah, that's the resolution. I saw other people saying it on Twitter, but as soon as she was oh, in that, no. as soon as Natasha was like, "What are you doing here?" I was like, "Ah, of course, because other because of the now compl." I mean, that's the thing about the egg. It's because the egg's old, isn't it? The egg's two weeks older than the than the sex. The, the sperm. Well, I guess they count the how old the egg is, don't they? Oh, by the way, for listeners at home. I don't know where else you'd be. Listeners at Tesco's, who knows where you are. Um, Harriet has uh, hurt her sexy, voice by being a dinosaur. For, sorry, yes, yes. Harriet is, is sexy Ill. because she was being a dinosaur <laughs> for two hours yesterday. Two, two hours of growling. <clears throat> but it's, it's fun, it was fun, it was fun. But yeah, no, it's not, it's not illness, it's stra- strained voice. Um, uh, so yes, no, but that is definitely That's a terrible idea. But it didn't that happen in EastEnders with oh. Pauline when Michelle got pregnant? Or was that Pauline's baby and Michelle? I remember being completely flabbergasted that Michelle... Oh, no, oh no, it was when Pauline had a baby later. And so Michelle's uncle, can't remember his name, was like one and she was 20. Oh, yes. It's that sort of scenario, yes. isn't it? Yeah. But I can't remember if Pauline 
did did a did a Tracy in that situation. But it happens in a lot of families, doesn't it? Oh the, my! The, the God. grandma brings it up, and then when the kid is twenty-one, they find out that mum is actually grandma. But Tracy can't. But she clearly can. If you know, and also it she would make sense to the village. She can't keep body and soul together. No, I mean, I mean, how can they afford a kid? It's ridiculous. She's not well, even going to have any baby stuff left from. Yeah, but I think Jazza would be well up for it because I, I think he'd be quite excited by by because he's not a dad, is he? So to have a baby of his own would be lovely for him. But it's not a baby of his own. Well, it will be. What? But three weeks in, but then of course you know. Diff- anyway, I, I'm pretty sure that's where we're heading now. Because she's clearly not going to. So have Tracy Horribin is going to pretend to be the father of Ben Archer's child. I mean, mother of Ben Archer's child. Yes, because well, yeah, because it makes great drama, doesn't it? Oh, God. how weird for Ben, but also it gets Ben and Beth out of a hole, doesn't it? Mm. No, it's great. I think it's a really clever. If twist. Ben had kept out of a hole in the first place, we wouldn't be in this mess. But anyway, I, <laughs> I don't like it. I don't um, like it. Just I, stop it. Just, just, what? just. Have a turbulation and shut but up about Natasha it. Natasha being a right old bitch. But it's that so was... in her character. Yeah, it's so in her character. She is such a bitch. Oh, oh Tracy Horribin. I mean, to be honest, if I'd seen someone unlikely, I might whisper it to a friend and say, I saw them outside waiting for a midwife. Like, especially if you've been, if they've been with a new, because Tracy's, only sort of quite recently with Jazza. So I think to the village, it would seem like, oh, it was like a happy accident that they've had a baby mm. together. But um, the fact that Natasha was there going, but who are you seeing? Yeah. Oh, I know every nurse here. Yeah. I know everybody. I know all the consultants by their first names oh and their God. dog's names. And then I bet she, she does She must well. be the most irritating yeah. patient. Well, not yeah. patient, client. And sorry, let me through. Ones. I've got twins. Um, it's just that she had a temperature yesterday yes. of 37.1. So I, you're not doing your job properly yes. by saying she's fine. She must be just so irritating to them. Mrs. Noel. Imagine if, uh, imagine also if you're Natasha's friend and you've just had a baby. Yeah. And she'd be like, yeah. oh, she'd be so Noel, wouldn't she? And then because I've got twins, yeah. I'm doubly experienced. Yes. Oh, it was so, so much more difficult for me. You're so, you don't know how lucky you are. Really? Oh, oh I had a scary thing last night because Rex had a... I, none of my kids have ever had a night terror. I thought it was a made-up thing. Oh, I, I thought it was just bad dream. It was awful because he went to bed with a temperature and then in the night I I woke up because I heard his... He's sleeping in our room because he's got temperature. heard his breathing go weird and I was like, oh. It woke me up. And then he started, like, sc- literally screaming. Oh. And then I woke... I You know, I, t- I ha- ha- picked him up but he was, he was awake because his eyes were awake but he was frozen, so- like, frozen mm. solid and his hands were in his mouth and he was screaming oh. and jerking. And I was like, oh, my God, he's having a fit. It was oh, so scary. Mm. But anyway, eventually, after, like, Ten minutes though, probably of yeah. screaming and me going, Rufus, get the bloody thermometer. And he's like, oh, where is the thermometer? And I was like, I don't know. Just, I don't know. Just go <laughs> literally anywhere. Just go in to every nook and cranny of this house. Just go literally and, everywhere and find it. Yes. And try and find some kelpol while you're at it. Where's the kelpol? I literally don't yeah. know. I don't know. Anyway, it was all fine. But it was scary. But then, you know, like, actually, it reminded me about when you have little ones. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like 
I don't. I feel like no experience is very new to me, but it is. Every mm. every new baby is new yeah. and different, and yeah, it freaked me out. When to, sorry to listeners to go off on a tangent. When yeah, when um, we, me and Lucy haven't caught up properly this morning. When Tilly was three, <laughs> she had this little um, white Victorian cotton nighty. You know, oh, kind cute. of like a yeah, like a like a white company. Thing. Yeah, and um. <laughs> I could hear her moving about and I opened the door of our bedroom and came to the top of the stairs and she was halfway down the stairs and she was in classic sleepwalk pose, you know, kind of eyes staring open. <laughs> like a ghost. Yeah. And she was going, mommy, mommy, oh mommy, oh walking down the stairs. And I was like, ah! oh my God. and I said, darling, I'm here. I'm here. And she turned really slowly, looked up at me and she went, not you, my real mummy. No. Yeah, and I went, oh my God. Oh. But then being me, I couldn't resist. So I said, tell me about your real mummy, Tilly. Because I wanted to know, you know, what's going on. And it was awful. My real mummy is my sister. Yeah. <laughs> I've known for years. But she just looked straight through me. That is so freaky. Like the Battersea Poltergeist. Yes. Oh my I know. God. And it didn't help that you could just tell little pink toes poking out from under her Victorian nightie. And her blonde straight hair and the staring eyes. That is freaky. Anyway, so she went back to bed perfectly happily and I spent the rest of the night staring (laughs) at the ceiling with my heart in my throat. If I'm not her real mum, who am I? (laughs) And you're asking yourself... Am I in an experiment? (laughs) Have I I had contact with Darren Brown in the last couple of weeks? When my brother was (laughs) able to talk, he used to talk about his other life. Really? Yeah, yeah, and that freaked my parents out. So you never know, Lucy. I'm surprised. We, you know, they they might have all been anyway. Whatever. Back to uh, <laughs> what was it again? Oh, yeah, that yeah. thing that we. That's yeah. that's the storyline. But hooray for Emma! Yay! Oh, I loved Sunday, and I just loved the fact she just came straight back and just started wading in. Me Eddie, too. Eddie, I want a I mean, word. <laughs> after last week, which was a bit bleh, yeah, I thought. Mm. I thought it's got a coffee. Thank you. Thanks, Rufus. Thank you, Rufus. Um, go and find that thermometer. Um, <laughs> um, we did find one, but I didn't know what to do with it. Okay. You know, like it wasn't a um, sticking in your ear one. Oh. It was a weird one, and we just we just didn't know what to do with it. Put it anyway, on your head uh, one, was it? I don't know. It was just like a metal bit, metal thing, prong, oh. a metal thing. I don't know. Does it go under your armpit? Does it go in your tongue? Whatever. In the old days, didn't you just put it on your head? You know, when we, when we were little. No, you put it under your tongue. Under your tongue. Mm. Under your tongue. That's the one. Because you used to anyway. try and talk to your mum. I was like, I love paraffin. I think I'm going to be sick. It's going to be so funny. Um, well, honestly, because after last week, when, when Sunday came, I danced with joy because I thought it was such a good episode to have Emma back like a breath of fresh air being normal and saying you're a dick and Mm. just so as you said fixing stuff it was joyous I thought and and I thought I thought it was really funny about when when Eddie went oh I do the dishwasher I I practically wet myself because compared to the week before it was just so funny (laughs) I was so happy to have the the voice of reason. The highlight of my week was uh, um, Mick climbing into the hot tub next to <laughs> Helen. Just the way she went. <laughs> oh, I mean, this week, Lucy, have you seen how many videos I've done this week? Yes, I have. Yes. Have, I was watching because, this morning, actually. Because 
the it's been it's mm. been like a, a gift, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. That Eddie and Clary scene, that was surely a, a mask, wasn't it, for what the real dialogue was under, what was really happening, wasn't it? Wasn't it a metaphor? Do you think? It must have been. What, a ram stuck in a hedge? She literally said, I, I put yeah. it in my thing, yeah. but it was a quote. Look at the size of it, Eddie. <laughs> and I'm sorry. Let me get down here on my knees. <laughs> they did not write that without snickering. <laughs> the whole thing was like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get down here. Oh, it's a bit intimidating. It was surely a big metaphor yes. for what, would, what was supposed to happen yes. that night. Yeah. So instead of the old dot, 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 we had it's rams and Randy Ram. Randy Rams. <laughs> you don't put a ram in it unless y- Yeah, exactly. Just... And then say that the reason he's there is because he's been trying to get to the to the ewes <laughs> on the other side of the hedge and all that. Exactly. And then the ho- I mean there, somebody was somebody was feeling frisky, wasn't weren't they? Because <laughs> the hot tub and like Lee and Helen yeah. almost had sex, didn't they? Oh, well, she said, around your hot. thighs. And she went, yeah. hoo hoo. And then, oh yeah, from the house. I mean, it was like, Lee was being sexy. I, know. I actually found it quite titillating. Oh, God, I didn't. <laughs> I don't think Lee has any genitals. I think he's like Action Man. And if he took his trousers off, there'd be nothing there. Well, just be all smooth and weird. Oh, yeah, he's definitely not a hairy guy. No. Is nothing wrong with that, though, Lucy. No, but I mean, um, no, I mean, just nothing. Just like molded it- plastic. That's it. <clears throat> He's, well, he has got quite a high voice, to be fair. Mm. Well, I actually quite fancied him in that hot tub because he can do massages and yes. I don't care. If someone can get my yeah. shoulders to sink, yeah. yes. they're mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually, no, you're tub. right. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, no, with a nice was, glass of wine. Oh, that's the thing. This, I, the hot tub can run and run as far as I'm concerned. It was just it, Mick trotting towards them across the garden and <laughs> Helen just going, Oh! <laughs> She just went, Speedos? <laughs> and then it just cut, didn't it? Went, oh. It was brilliant. I really, really loved it. And I really like, as you said, who did you say? Trollop. This storyline of the yeah. stained glass window. Because suddenly it's a sort of village storyline, yeah. which is just good for reality. But it makes sense. And and as you said, it's a sort of classic um gentry versus class war yeah yeah and it it just feels really realistic to me and it's it does and it is the first time i think i'm going to go a bit sociological oh now. yeah go on, go i on, think it's it the first time in i can remember in ambridge history where there hasn't just been deferential cap doffing to the quality mm. do you know what i mean yeah so joe grundy used to go on about Blooming archers, but because he was a sort of joke character, he wasn't taken quite an alleged. He wasn't take that what he was saying wasn't taken very seriously. Yeah. But when you've got people like Emma and Tracy using food banks and all that, with a storyline running alongside of somebody who's got enough money they can afford to um, commemorate their own grandchildren in something that's going to last for you know. centuries mm. then it it sort of it really really throws it into sharp relief and it's the first time the village has rebelled against you know yeah that's that I, kind of you no we're not going to you can't do the lady bountiful business we yeah. you know it's not but it's I, not appropriate. I like it as well because it, it's not like a massive deal is it i mean 
presumably not not that many of them even go to church so and also most, the ones even people, the ones that were against it have now completely reversed for reasons i don't understand but anyway i think because because that's the thing but it's the principle isn't it it's like it's not a big deal it's a window and they're gonna but the principle of it because it's their ba if they get that window in they're saying you know for for years to come we're yeah. still going to, yeah. to to represent the hierarchy yeah. of the village but um i think that peggy maybe has said martha can go on it maybe that's why it's turned uh, because martha is her grandchild isn't yeah she? so i don't know i don't know i don't know why or unless she's just Said and helen's her, got the helen's cats. got the fear hasn't she that it might not happen and she's like why alan why yeah. what do you mean no because because but they've said they want it and it's yeah. fine and, da, 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 and Helen thinking, was anti it and now the fact that Alan's sort of saying it's not right yeah makes her be yeah. like no it's it's fine it's fine yeah. and it's just the idea of of them sort of trying to sanitize it by saying oh it's about all children but we just happen to be using my grandchildren as the if it's about all children let's have a picture of Chelsea's baby on it then or Jesus. Or Jesus. What with it being a church and that. Yes. <laughs> I think it's a bit weird. Well, it wouldn't be Chelsea's baby. Let's put Tracy's baby. <laughs> Picture of Tracy's baby in true, you know, like before it's born, we'll just use Tracy's face as a sort of, yes. like doing an identikit. The Virgin Chelsea. What will it look like? Um, <laughs> my name is in the church I was christened in. It is written. I think it's written. Not, I, in and my lo, head it's, it was written. In, in, and lo, I thought it, in my head it's carved into the wall, but I think it might just be written on paper. But every kid that was christened there uh, between 1970 and 1990. Yeah, which is nice. So there's a really big, what I guess is like a big poster, and we've all got our names, all me and all my friends, everyone who was basically born in the village, because right. in those days... But everyone got... has a register book. Every church yeah, has but it's a on the wall, Lucy. Oh, I see. You Sorry. Go Sorry. go into St Mary's in Broughton and <sighs> go and look at my name. Okay, okay? Yes, all right. And see all my middle names and everything. Yes. And all my friends around me with their names, because we were all born at the same Harriet time. Harriet Lavinia, <laughs> Philomena Carmichael. Dulcie, darlingest, Medusa... <laughs> Miriam Margulies. <laughs> Carmichael. <laughs> you, if you didn't hear Miriam Margulies on the Today programme, Saturday morning, talking about Robbie Coltrane and then doing something beautiful, just have a listen. Oh, my God. I'm it was actually, about 8.30. I'm actually scared about listening to this, but I no, will. It's just, it's just so funny. It's okay. just so funny. It's why you should never invite Miriam Margulies no. into a serious radio station. No, but it was brilliant. I loved it so much. That's the thing, isn't it? I guess when you get to 80, you can just do yeah, what, what you absolutely. want. absolutely. Although she has been admittedly doing what she wants since the age of about yeah. 30 onwards. But anyway. True. That's why I love her. I love her. She should come in the arches. Yeah. I wonder if she's ever been in it. I think it's a bit, bit, bit cosy for her, isn't it? But she's the the voice of radio she is so, she could be jolene's mum could you imagine oh do the God, do the cadbury's caramel voice that would be great darling dead <laughs> bloody jolene as well spreading spreading that rumor jolene and natasha together oh. can you imagine cows oh, the pair of them God. i'd actually quite like to go for a drink with both of them just a bitch fest basically wouldn't it? a gossipy bitch fest my friend had to go to a uh she had a 
suspected cancerous cells and she had to go to the hospital and she walked in and she saw one of the other school mums in there in the same clinic and she said they both just went hello and sort of gave each other a hug and didn't talk went to the opposite end of the waiting room and neither of them mentioned it until they both got the all clear and then they said we saw each other there but you can't though. It that's how you should do it. But also, I, if uh, if a nurse or anybody had heard Natasha, ask, yeah, they would have marched her straight. Yes, this is a comfort. I mean, know. she could have had a miscarriage. She could have having have be be having fertility problems. She could, you yeah. know, anything. She could just, have just been meeting her friend. Yes, her friend <laughs> who, whose name who she was struggling to remember. Who didn't yeah. Have who didn't happen to have been working there on the days that... Yes. It's like, come on. This, I don't think I've ever seen the same midwife. Exactly, Like, yeah. more than once. Yeah. And also, <laughs> you know, I know you're at, the, you're at the clinic a lot with babies, but not that much that you get to know every single <laughs> exactly. member of staff. Oh, she's Silly such a move. know-it-all. She is. Do you, um, did you actually know who Kevin was? Mm. Did you know who he was in real life? No. Mark Hebden. No! Yes. Yes. Because I remember a few weeks ago, someone had tweeted, Mark Hebden's coming back, and then and then put the name of the actor. And in the cast list, Richard Derrington, I think, played uh, Kevin this week, and he is Mark Hebden. Oh. Yeah, so Mark Hebden came back. Wow. So, so we got rid of Shula, but we got Mark back. Yes, as soon as Shula goes, <laughs> Mark comes back. And I think Kevin's going to be like, take off his hat and go, I, <laughs> never, di- I never died. It was just because I couldn't live with that woman anymore. Do you think they'll but- all come back? Richard Locke, everybody, would just the village will be <laughs> oh, full of you. single men going, phew. <laughs> Nigel will be back in the show. <laughs> Surprise! In a gorilla suit. <laughs> oh, uh, darling. Um, I've moved on <laughs> to this about 700 Vince. men since then. This is Vince and this is Roy. And uh, this is Russ, my current beau. Uh, yeah, so, so that's quite funny, isn't it? But they it didn't is. make a song and dance of it. On, I suppose they couldn't. But I, I thought that was really cute. Yeah, they? and it, there's a nice synchronicity to that as well. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So I I enjoyed that, but uh, Lily's oh, she's so gross. Isn't oh. And that quiz they couldn't life. believe how long I'd been working <laughs> selling kitchens. Kitchens, kitchens, because I'm a really like normal, down to earth, working kind of person, and like who's not very privileged. And they're just like come from like privilege and have never. Oh my gosh, she's such a. They've bore. never had to live in a stately home. They don't know what it's like. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, it was so funny, but it was a bit of a like it was a bit it was a bit of a like end yesterday, wasn't it? It was shite, and we spent ten minutes trying to help them think up a name <laughs> for their quiz team. It's boring enough when you have to do that in real life. Listening to someone else do it is even more tedious. We had six questions. I mean, in a good way, I felt God. like I really was there, but I didn't yes, really but in a bad way, I didn't there. want to be. That was the issue I had. Boring, wasn't it? I, don't I didn't care. even think how many even... planets haven't been named after whatever it was. Kenton. I love the fact Shut as well. Kenton put. Well, I love it when the archers actors do presenting or a speech yes. or whatever because they have a completely different voice. Yes. So he had his like quizmaster voice, yes. which is which is the actor's voice rather than Kenton's yeah. voice. <laughs> I mean, this, they weren't even good questions. No, um, it was all shit. All shit. What's but very d- Donald strange. Duck's 
wife or whatever it was. But I suppose, I guess it was so that we could be there with, um, also it was Tracy, I could tell, who went, I am Spartacus. Spartacus. I am Spartacus, yes. that's right. Because I was like, who is that? Who is that? I yeah, I know, I was trying to listen as well. I'm pretty sure it was Susie. Did you see somebody answered your question about hats I've known? Yes. It was hats I've known. It was. And it is and a it genuine was... talk for the WI. Yes. How can you know a hat? Yes. I don't know what? any hats. I mean, I have hats. I, I wear mean, them. I, I don't know I them. I am hat. So I am one of the hats oh, yes. you have known. Harry, you yes. You're a hat I've known. But, yeah. But um, I've yes, known. It was, it's very straight hats I've known. <laughs> but then somebody found it from doing an AI translation. Yes. The arch- I didn't That's even know you weird. could do that. No, I didn't. That's clever. What a time to be alive, Harriet. <laughs> I, know, I know. I mean, <laughs> these days, actors are terribly mumbly, Lucy. I, kind of, I just can't understand it. I have to have the translation. I have to have subtitles Especially on. If I'm watching anything programs. from the North, I just don't understand what they're saying. <laughs> no idea. Uh, yeah, so that, that's very clever. Thanks yes. for that. Yes. Somebody. Um, uh, can I tell you that I'm in a very good mood today? Why? And can I tell you why I'm in a very good mood? Yes, you did actually say you were very much alive. No, not very much alive. What did you say this morning? Very much alert. Yes, because <laughs> I haven't told you this because I think you'll be cross. Oh, God. <clears throat> James Cadbury has sent us an yes! advent calendar. I know, Lucy. Yes, luxury truffle calendar. I've hidden it away. I've what? Hidden it away. No, because I'm I'm presenting it on the first of December. Yes, to but the, the PR lady said to me. Could you eat one oh. now to tell everybody how nice it is, if it is nice? Because otherwise, there's no point people buying it after the 1st of December. So I said, okay, Rachel Lawrence, I will take one for the team. And if you insist, girl, I will eat one of my chocolate truffles. And I had, I opened it and it was the giant Rocher. It's a giant Ferrero Rocher, the a first Ferrero, one. But it can't be... No, it's just called a giant Rocher. It was absolutely delicious. And it must be giant because they're big windows. They are. I know, because I, I love a, just, I love I a was, calendar with big windows. Wait. None of that pictures of little children <laughs> hopping around a Christmas tree. Bugger that. I want a big slab of chocolate. <laughs> you had um, um, warned me or excited, what's the word, enthused me that it was coming. In the I know, house. because I know what you'd like. You, you, you wouldn't be able to concentrate. You'd just be no, rushing around, I clapping your little been, hands I, with glee. I, I would have just been sitting by the door all yeah. day. So imagine with your mouth light, open. Lucy. Yeah. And at first I was like, wow, some secret admirer. And then I was like, oh no, actually it would be hammered on the couch. But, <laughs> but nevertheless, I was still, it's really pretty. It's it lovely. It's gorgeous. That's why I've hidden it away. But shall I not then? Is it not bad luck to eat? Well, um, that's what she Christmas said. Chocolate. I decided I'd risk it. Okay. Well, Look, I'm, I'm trying to sell too. my house and Liz Truss has just, <laughs> has just basically put the mockers on it. So how much more bad luck it's can right, I have? We've got, a new, we've got a new prime minister, Jeremy Hunt. Oh, yes. <laughs> Today, who knows? Today. By the time this comes out, it could be me or Cooper. You should li- listen also to his interview on the Today programme where he basically says, I am your Prime Minister. Yeah. <laughs> to no, all intents and purposes, it's me. Don't worry. Oh, I'm going to scoff one of those truffles then. And then I can just buy a new one. They're so yummy. Anyway, but we have to say that oh, one yeah. of the other reasons, they are palm oh, yeah. oil free. Yes, and it's, it's much more... Um, because it's James Cabri who's the isn't he the grandson? Yes, yeah, grand nephew or something. I think. He's much more ethical. Isn't yes, he, in his uh, hundred percent plastic-free, recyclable packaging, and you can buy them from Love Coco or from John Lewis. 
Oh, John Lewis every time. Luxury ethical brand Love Coco. Oh. And it's just... Oh, so oh no, it's the great, great, great grandson of the original Mr Cadbury. What um, I get upset by in advent calendars, especially <laughs> chocolate ones, Lucy, and I genuinely do, is that they have... Usually they just have one shitty picture on like an A4 printout. Yeah. Really cheap, nothingy yeah. picture. And I want an advent calendar to look delightful. I like, also want glitter on mine. No, Lucy, that's... Yeah, I do, actually. I like those German ones with glitter But that's, that's not very um, no, it's not. eco, is it? But have you ever had one of those German ones? Mm. They're not chocolate, though, but they're pictures, mm. and they're like old, sort of victorian mm. kitschy. Yeah. so amazing. Mm. They're about £100 yeah. to buy. <laughs> and when I had one child, I would always buy one. But, <laughs> but now you know, they have one I between four, it. everybody. <laughs> I, I mean, I have a lot of kids, so if anyone else wants to promote an advent calendar. <laughs> <laughs> we're, right, we're looking for three more, guys. Three more. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Um I made a big boo-boo with my pastry. <laughs> oh. My lovely Dorset pastry, you know, like everyone was really kind and sent me um, some um, amazing recipes and things yeah. and, and tips for my chicken pie. Yeah. So I, this week I was like, yay, I'm going to make, I'm going to wait till the liquid cools and I'm going to, anyway, all the, all the stuff. I uh, made a bacon, leek and mushroom pie, mm-hmm. filling anyway, waited till it cooled. I'd got my gorgeous Dorset pastry out of the freezer the night before. I rolled it out and I was like, it's a bit, bit of a different texture. I was like, never mind. I oh, managed to not the of... sweet short crust. <sighs> Took it out of the oven. I'd basically made an apple pie, oh. but with bacon and yeah, I used the short, the sweet short crust. Oh. So I'd made a savoury filling. And it a does biscuit. say on the pack, you dibbo. I know, but I was just so excited. I wasn't okay. concentrating, and the kids were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Is it wasn't a cake? <laughs> They were like, Mummy, it's making me feel a bit sick. So oh. I was like, shut up. Sweet and savoury. It's like, it's a thing. It's good for you. Just imagine it's... Vitamins. Just eat it. Shush. So, and then, so I wasted the blooming pastry as well, which I could have just made biscuits with lovely biscuits. I'm going to make mince pies with mine. Oh, shut up. Shut up. Anyway, well, I sorry. can, but we've got another half a podcast to do, so there's not going to be oh, much point of fashion. Oh, yeah, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Don't shut up. Sorry, I'll stop talking about our stuff. <laughs> anyway, I'm still... So I'm still... So I still haven't made a perfect chicken pie. Okay. Also, I know how much... You can buy um, Dorset pastry in a cardo. Oh, can you? And it is... It is um, more, much more expensive. Okay. But I, 
I'm going to buy it for a special. When I do a special pie, mm. I'm going to buy it because it just makes the taste much nicer. Yes. Um, Okie cokey. Uh, where do we get to then? Uh, emails. Alexandra Townsend said, Dear Hoity Toity Helen, if you do not like the nice lady next door having fun, as that is frowned upon by your puritanical self, then kindly sod off. You do not own said house. She does. After my initial hysteria about George thinking the scriptwriters were going down a very dark path, I see they're making Eddie and George the next Chuckle Brothers. All good. Yes. George really got on my nerves. He's just a liar. He's a big fat liar. Yeah, but he's in, like a ne- neglected child, Lucy. He's just been like... Well, I wonder if they're going to go down this sort of like he is a kid that hasn't been taught in a way that works for him. Mm. Oh, what, so he's going to have ADD or something. But they've already no, done that with them. Um... No, no, that just like maybe if he'd had a bit, maybe if he'd been encouraged a bit more, I don't know. Or mm. I don't know. Is, is, well, well you if know he knew who was... his dad was, that would have helped. Surely. Exactly. That's the thing. You know, I was saying like we haven't seen his human side yet. Mm. He's, you know, as you said, this 2D character. Perhaps this might. But actually, is it just because then we can get Mia and George arguing with each other? Yeah. But um, Grandpa, it's just you can't believe anything he says because of the way he says it. Yeah, why is Grandpa? Because we don't have Grandma. Why do we have Grandpa? I think the actor is Scottish. Oh. I think. I think I read that. I don't know, but maybe I, I don't mind grandpa, but it's, um he is, yeah, maybe it's just the way he says grandpa, but I'm pretty sure the actor who plays George is Scottish. I'm going to check now, but I mean, if he is, he's got a brilliant accent, yeah. hasn't he? Um, um, I've just Googled George, is George Scottish? I, why would Google, <laughs> I mean, just, sorry, Google forgets that I don't. Yeah, sorry, Google. Everything I Google is about the archers. Um, email from Claire Marsh. Uh, who says she dashes home from church as fast as possible every Sunday so she can listen. It's the highlight of my week. However, I would like to take issue with your treatment of Ruth Archer. (gasps) Oh, no! I know she's annoying, but you were a little mean. We said she was drunk, sexionable, and an unexploded bomb. said, having just re-listened, I think you were a lot mean. Perhaps the Archers is going to explore the perimenopause a bit. That would explain all of her odd behaviours. I think perimenopause can and is used to explain absolutely every symptom discussed by us women of that age. But outside of that cohort, it's never bloody mentioned. She didn't say bloody, I did. Just an idea. I'll be astonished if that's where the storyline is actually heading. Keep it up. I'm considering buying some of that delicious sounding pastry, but we don't have a waitrose in Wakefield. Claire. Well, you might have an Ocado, so then you could buy it from that. Or you could buy it online. Or you might have... Dorset, Dorset pastry. Yes. Dorset pastry. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes, but she's been like we... it for ages, though. No, but also, we love Ruth. Well, I do. I love Ruth. Because she, she's, you never know what she's going to do next. Because wasn't there a time when we thought she was going to leave and it was like awful? Yeah. What was that? It was like her and David, they were going to sell the farm. Yes, well, it was yeah. when they were going to move to Prudder. That's it? right, yeah. that's right. And it was... Because of Route B, which never and happened. And I, I was like so angry because I was like, she, they can't leave. They can't. Don't do it. I really like doing her voice. I've just looked up um, Angus Stoolby, who plays George ah. in The Archers. He is quite dishy, Lucy. No. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, he actually, honestly... You would be surprised. He, you can, he's definitely a great actor because he looks nothing like what you'd imagine. Ooh. Very good. I don't looking. think I could deal with George being attractive. And he is Scottish, okay. so I think he's doing a fantastic job. Mm. 
and I'm following him on Instagram. And if he's hi Angus, if you're listening, um, perhaps you drink at all. <laughs> just let us know. Just so we can talk about Scottish accents and ancestry and all that sort yeah. of stuff. You sound like Kirsty Walk. Thanks, because uh, I am a Carmichael. Remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kurt <laughs> Ricketts has emailed Sorry. us. Yes, crickets. He said. Um, he was listening to us mm-hmm. walking into town to go to the post office. I became so engrossed and ended up laughing so much <laughs> that I missed the post office completely and ended up sat in the park on the other side of town, chuckling, <laughs> getting looks from various passers-by. Uh, he started in 2018 listening to the Archers when he was uh, at university. Um, he started and immediately went straight into an explosion, modern day slavery, seemingly interminable <laughs> Chris Alice divorce, and of course, ongoing Ben Beth Chelsea Triangle storylines later, among others. I realised peaceful, because he was hoping for a peaceful world of the everyday lives of rural farming folk, was a delusion. I still love the programme and I've listened to it religiously for four years even managing to get it through the Sounds app whilst on the Somme for three months this year. I also eagerly await each Sunday to hear your extremely entertaining analysis of the week's events and, of course, the wonderful segments from Radio Borsetshire with the fabulous Fabrice, (laughs) who I keep thinking is about to explain where he has hidden the fallen Madonna by Van Klomp. Anyway, keep up the grand work. Harriet doing your brilliant impressions and voices although perhaps not so much the more sinister whispers. May your pies be less soggy, your soil be healthy, and your days be filled with joy, as long as she's not making noise in the hot tub with Mick. Yours pseudonymically, Kurt Ricketts, somewhere in England. P.S. I wonder if Matt would be up to the challenge of adapting the Archer's theme into that of the 1960s film 633 Squadron. A cracking Ron Goodwin theme. That's a challenge. There you go, Matt. Thank 633 you. Squadron. Crickets. Crickets. That was a really nice email. And mm. he's a young chap as well. Yes. For, for as you know, a big, uh, I would say that's quite a new listener, isn't it? Yes. It 2018, yeah. 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 Mind you, back then, oh, it's a different world. Or was it? I can't remember. Is that before COVID? Yeah, it was. Before, yeah. Mm. before everything. Um, um, thank you, Kurt. This is Chris, who is outside Circle on the Twitters. Uh, I'm a couple of days behind in my listening, so Chelsea might have taken some competent advice in the meantime. Oh, come off it! But I think the pregnancy is laying the groundwork for the inevitable Brookfield inheritance battle in 20 or 30 years' time. Chelsea will keep the baby and put it up for adoption. However, at some point in over 18 years' time, the child will want to find its birth parents and will wash up in Ambridge. If by then Ben has a family, this could stir up awkward questions, as Ben... Being the good lad at heart we know him to be, we'll want to include the child and the family. After- well, I'm, I've called it already, I'm afraid. Yes. She's, Tracy went- is bringing that kid up. <laughs> and see, I loved it when Susan went, <laughs> when they were talking and Susan was like, you know, because I, I miss, you know, wet nurse and mum oh, yeah. or whatever. And then Tracy was like, you never stopped complaining <laughs> No, I did. <laughs> yes, that really made me laugh. Well, I liked it when she said, well, if you want to know what I think, and Chelsea went, I don't. <laughs> Tracy said, Tracy. I don't. They're so good together, yeah. aren't they, those two? And they're very, like, sisters. Very. All right, very. Susan, I would do that if you just shut up about it. Um, uh, Chris says, after, oh, it was a couple of weeks ago, Harriet questioned whether anyone had terminated a pregnancy in the Archers. I'm fairly sure this did happen with an au pair who was living with Helen, or friends of her about 12 years ago. It was that experience that made Helen think that a visit to the AI man was a good idea, and we have Henry as a result. That was, um, it wasn't an au pair, it was, um, 
Greg's daughter. What Greg? Who Greg Helen the was gamekeeper with? who was going out with Helen? His daughter turned up from France and lived with Helen. Oh, yes. After Greg had died. Yes. Oh right. God, yes. I don't really remember. That must have been when I was having a good time in life. I don't yeah. remember that. Uh, Laurie. Uh, hey, Laurie. Listening to Lucy's recap and the following discussions, I realised that I don't remember 10% of the things discussed, which means that although I had my earbuds in and the sound on, I didn't actually hear 90% of last week's shows. I remembered something about Chelsea still dithering and something about Eddie and Kenton, but everything else appears to have gone in one ear and out the other. Either I need a vacation or it really was a really boring week in Ambridge. Is it just me or is the show so dull these days and it doesn't even make an imprint on one's brain? Well... As Harriet said, nothing much happened this week. And then when you go into it, there is yeah. slightly more, but uh, no, last only week, a bit. I think last week was dull. I mm. can't remember why, but I think it was. But this week uh, was like a, they they turned the energy boosters on again. Yeah. Yeah. And there's there's a lot. I think there was a lot to like this week. Mm. I really like the stained glass window. Even the silly pigeon catch the pigeon. Yeah. Even all that was funny because Usha and Usha's funny. Yeah. You know, all that. Uh, literally yeah. yeah 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 no it's good uh shelly um she, who says she adores it and she adores us that's nice isn't what's, it what's it yeah that i'm just on the couch oh she adores it oh thanks she says nice. i am writing because i have been listening to the emails from your 20 something listeners in the u.s i am not a 20 something far from it i just turned 53 but i'm from new zealand and wanted you to know that your reach is all <gasps> the way down Zealand! to south in the Antipodes, or at least the Kiwi part. Wow. Kiwi, Kiwi. I started listening to the Archers around the time that Rob assaulted the anti-hunt protester and Shulu was a total wuss. <laughs> and then Rob blocked the culvert to the flood. I actually, sorry, got hiccups. I actually started before then, but it took me so long to work out who everyone was and how they were related to each other. It was about six months before I started to understand the storylines. Yes, I can see how that would happen. Um... Sometimes I wonder why I listen at all. She says, join the club, Shelley. I cannot stand Ruth. She is a terrible mother, angry and cruel. She sulks and harbours grudges. And don't get me started on Eddie Grundy. He is the worst and I absolutely hate that young Georgie is turning into a wrong and just like him. But there is something compelling about it that keeps me coming back. Yeah. And of course, if I didn't listen, then your podcast would make no sense. And that is where the real joy is to be found. <laughs> My prediction, Chelsea will keep the baby. Ben and she will move in together to raise it and will fall in love. Josh will comfort Beth. Ruth will scream at everyone and sulk. Hopefully no one will notice. Anyway, please keep up the wonderful work. Thank you, Shelley. We're basically like the Sunday papers in that by the time the emails are read out, the news has moved on. Yeah. Because, yeah, Tracy's but people have the baby. But people, no, that's not true, is it? Well, it is. No, it's just you thinking that. By Friday, we knew, or Thursday, whenever they were in the pub and Tracy was like, Tracy didn't say, I'm not pregnant. So. Well, of course she didn't, didn't, because then they would have said, so what the hell were you doing in the maternity thing then? Why would this have happened? I promise you, I am literally, what was that last bet we had for a Tony Chocoloni? Oh, it was, what was it, Lucy? It was something to do with this baby. If anyone can remember. I can't <laughs> Let remember. me know if I need to buy Lucy. A, I think I'm right, whatever it was. Oh, I'm sure you think you're right. Yes, that's a big <laughs> surprise. And uh, I'm betting you an, a Victorian advent calendar. Because <laughs> you've already got your own yummy chocolate. I don't one. want a Victorian advent no, calendar. Because the Victorian one is a picture one. Yes, I know, but I don't I'll want... make you an advent calendar. 
with rude pictures behind with each rude, window. Yeah, with bottoms and boobs in yeah. it. Uh, yeah. And the uh, actor oh, that plays it? Georgie. <gasps> Lucy, what? let's copyright an audio advent calendar. An Archie's oh. audio advent calendar. And every window you get a new voice. Oh, that's a good Maybe idea. Maybe we should do that for December. Honey, though, can you do 25 voices? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What, Archer's ones? Well, I've got, say I've got like... Fifteen arches, ones okay. maybe. Uh, I mean, <laughs> we could get that, that's fabulous for Breeze. That's one. That's sixteen. That's exactly. Breeze has got at go. least five in his repertoire, and <laughs> um, and we'll just make the other silent characters. Like uh, what was Bert Fry's wife called? We can Freedom. bring people. Yeah, we can bring people. Back that is a genius idea, Harriet Carmichael. And you are a genius. Thank you. Also, what I love, what I love about very kind and loyal listeners is like sometimes if I put a Shambridge thing up and people will go I like I did one with um Lizzie and uh, Joy yeah and someone kind and it's went, went oh I love your Helen doesn't make sense of the story but never mind thank you <laughs> <laughs> Quite often people think I'm Jill when I'm being someone else. Oh, I think when I was being Christine, I used to forget, like, oh, your Jill is so good. <laughs> thank, thank you, thank you guys. <laughs> That's why you've always got to start it with, yes. hi, Elizabeth. <laughs> this hi, is Joy, Joy. talking. <laughs> <laughs> it's like impressionists in the 1980s. Yeah. <laughs> Let's exactly. go over to Coronation Street and see what Mavis is doing. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. don't really know. When Mavis was doing, I don't really know. She was probably only about 60. I know, she? I know. And now I think of her. But no one actually yeah. remembers her. They just remember Les Sodding Dennis. But anyway. Yeah. don't really know. Another email from Kate. Yes, email. Yes. Maybe for our Patreons, they can have the Advent calendar. Oh, but now we've talked about it for everyone. Okay, all right, everyone. Maybe then. we could have a different thing for the, yes. a different Christmas treat for the Patreons. Yes. Christmas drinks yes yes that's a good idea yeah yeah okay um this is from kate mm-hmm. who says i have been listening for as long as you've been a podcast and the archers Yay. since my early 20s i'm now 31 please can i still be included in your younger listeners cohort though <laughs> none of my friends of a similar age to me listen to the archers in fact no one around me does so having you two to listen to <laughs> makes me feel like i'm in a cool secret we love the archers kind of gang yes i think the word cool is doing a lot of heavy lifting there to be honest um uh she particularly enjoys your commentary around the sex lives of the characters she says it's because you're an old perv um she said she first found out about the archers around the age of 18. My then boyfriend and I were staying at his grandparents' house and his grandma put on the archers and the whole house went deadly silent. Oh. And this usually bubbly, friendly, vivacious woman went full on, do not disturb. And I found it absolutely fascinating. I then started listening myself a few years later after moving to Manchester. The archers to me feels like comfort food, immediately soothing. Uh, she says she's a first time mum to a three month old. And she wanted to add that she too found comfort in our podcast and still very much do in my blissful yet sleep-deprived state with my not-so-newborn. I, like Natasha, had a C-section at a similar time and was howling at the ridiculousness of the Archer's version. Um, 
Unfortunately, I hate Natasha and do not look forward to hearing about her motherhood journey. I do not, however, hate Natasha as much as I hated Amy, and I'm so glad to see the back of her. I think, Lucy, you once referred to her as a social worker of the village, and as a social worker myself, I've had to overcome my deep offence at this comment. Sorry! Us social workers are not as sickly and monotone as her and have a dark sense of humour in order to cope with our hideous caseloads and would behave entirely differently around alcoholic Alice, to which I have a plot prediction. Relapse! And if she doesn't, it's entirely unrealistic. Uh, potentially in her new job, but it's beckoning. I thought the Alice drinking storyline was great, a great depiction of alcoholism, and the actor played it so well. Bring back poorly Alice. Gosh, I'm horrible, aren't I? Also, <laughs> it's, I feel it's my duty as a social worker just to say I am glad also to see the back of the somehow legitimised paedophile Russ. Um, this is good. We need more opinions from a proper social worker. Yes. Uh, social worker perspective. Ah, she says, I am enjoying the Chelsea storyline and predict she will have the baby because they keep referring to her pregnancy as the baby. If the narrative from the start had been to continue the pregnancy or terminate the pregnancy, the choice may have been simpler. And I do wish the writers could have framed it this way. That's interesting, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Uh, Apparently, you saying, hats I've known, sent me so hysterical, my partner ran in the kitchen baby in arms thinking something had happened i had to rewind you saying it three times she would like to turn it into a text notification on her phone but she can't work out how anyway keep up the good work chums and thank you love from kate and baby molly yay well I know who Kate is and baby Molly because uh, we follow each other on Instagram. So, hi, Kate. I knew oh. it was you. Um, yeah, because Kate got got in touch on Instagram to say that. Because oh. it's really lovely to know that people are listening with little bubbas. Yes. And have had gorgeous little babies. And, um, yeah, so so congrats on baby Molly. Yes. Yes. And um, and congrats on baby Naya, obviously. And we got to see a picture oh, of God, Naya. she's so beautiful. I mean, we couldn't, we literally, I, I did say I wanted to move in. Yeah. I, I genuinely do. If you if she gets too much, Helen, you, we will share adoption. The baby. Oh. Yeah, me and you, me and Harry will have a civil partnership in order to raise the baby. <laughs> I know. I'm just moving into that family. She's just so gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, all babies are so gorgeous. Hello, baby. Oh, let Lucy, let's make a stained glass window for all the babies. All the average on the couch. On the couch babies. Yes. And if you're not a baby, we we love you just the same. Mm. And um, I didn't say a big thank you to Owen, did I? For sending me his amazing grandma's... Was it his grandma's? Oh, that sounds yummy. It does. With the whole it's, lettuce in there. It's chicken cooked in a tureen. Yeah. I don't really know what a tureen is. A but big pot. Big pot like a cassoulet. With a lid. Well, what's weird about it is it's um, a chicken pie, but it's got lettuce in it. Yeah. The lettuce for the sauce comes from the butter and the juice. So, and the lettuces you put in. Mm. So, the... The, sorry, the liquid comes from the butter and the lettuces. Yeah. That's clever, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, God, I'm starving yeah. now. When are we um, doing our recipe book? Hmm? When are we doing our recipe book? Oh, my God. I want us to get into, be able to get into food category. You've just podcasts. told me to do an advent calendar. <laughs> <laughs> if we make it a chocolate one, that's sort of cookery, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. We'll do an audio <laughs> chocolate advent calendar, for yeah, God's perfect. sake. Perfect. Perfect. Talking like chocolate. An, like an AS, ASM eating calendar ASMR isn't it 
ASM, sorry, AS, ASM is someone who is like an assistant director. Stage manager, that's what I was thinking. Um, we've had an email from somebody who's a proper farm person. Wow. Yeah. me. Cuckoo God. Down Farm. Oh my God, that sounds amazing. I want to go. Is it on Instagram? Don't know. I'm looking it up. Becky on I, Cuckoo I'm, Down I, Farm in I Devon. Have, I have to go to that farm. She says uh, she's now in danger of just listening to us and giving the archers a swerve. <gasps> um, do they do glamping? Because if they do, they're on Insta. Oh, maybe. Okay, sorry. Sorry, Lucy. Um, she said uh, she lives in Devon on an actual farm. Every so often there is something really jarring on the show and it's usually metropolitan and patronising or just plain <laughs> ignorant. This week's clangor was Sunday's episode when a coffee cost £3.85. Not a chance. The going rate for a latte outside London these days is about £2.50 to £2.85 max. Just saying. That is funny. I know I clocked that as well and I thought, that 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 sounds quite expensive yeah. for somewhere that's not. That's shortage prices when it's yeah. been hand ground by yeah. somebody with a French bulldog. Not you know Oh no 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 wait so sorry sorry. I um I clocked it and I thought that and then I realised it was the packet. He's bought a packet. Oh of So yeah, I got I was the same. I was like, God, oh, that's quite expensive for yes. a cappuccino or whatever. But he bought the packet of coffee. Yes. But then because I was thinking then, oh, that, that the is... shop doesn't do drinks. So Well also that is quite expensive even for a packet of mm. coffee. Well, depending how good the coffee is, obviously. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh she said that she thinks Chelsea's gonna keep the baby and be a thorn in Ben and Beth's side forevermore. Then Susan is going to find out she's pregnant too. Oh <laughs> stop it. Not no, um, uh, Tracy, she mean, no, she means Tracy. Tracy's going to find out she's pregnant too. I was that worried about, ah, Chelsea, I forgot me pill jazz. And then they could have a muddled generation baby thing with aunt, uncle, younger than nephew, niece, which where I come from is a sure sign of being from the wrong side of the tracks, but might be handy for shared childcare. <laughs> On a positive note, I'm so glad Toby has left because I cannot stand the way Pip says, Toby, no wonder he's <laughs> off. Toby. Um, thank you, Becky, on Cuckoo Down Farm. That sounds delightful. If if you're in East Devon, I'm following you. Mm. Uh, Steve Barry says, oh no, he's just written to Cooper. Dear Cooper, (laughs) firstly, please thank Lucy, Harriet, Jeff and Febreze for their contributions to your podcast. I particularly (laughs) liked Harriet doing the never eat shredded wheat out loud to work out where to put the black country in relation to Birmingham. The black country is a slightly amorphous area whose boundaries are not entirely certain, but Dudley, Sandwell and Walsall are the main constituents of it. But West Bromwich, Wolverhampton and as far south as Stourbridge all have claims to belong. (laughs) I am not sure whether the advertising algorithm is based on your content or my listening, but the exhortions to listen to a sex tips podcast I had last week suggest the former. As far as last week goes, quite agree, a load of rubbish and like the majority. I wish Chelsea would make up her mind and put us all out of our misery. Yes. Well, don't worry, guys. I've called it. (sighs) So everything's all right now. Everything is solved. Yeah. Neil Gagan said, yes, Emma is back. Everything will be fixed by Sunday morning. She'll build a sound. She'll build a soundproof fence around Joy's noisy toy. Create a successful marketing plan for Grundy Christmas pheasants, and probably convince the PCC to commission the stained glass window as an image of the immaculate conception of a local village girl during an illegal rave to save face for everyone involved. Good God, it's great to have her back. P.S. Do you think if Alan pulls hard enough on the ecclesiastical chain of command that he might flush Shula down the divine water closet? P.P.S. Sorry to have missed the Patreon Zoom. Please do another one soon. We will. Yay, definitely we will. And 
Elvis uh-huh. <laughs> says, Dear Hattie, Lulu and Jeffrey, I hope you're both well and that I haven't missed the relevant day for recording. We finally moved out of my in-laws place, so I now get a short commute in which I can send my inane ramblings to you as I leave the car at home with my wife. So how long before mixed budgie smugglers hang from the garden fence as a signal for the evening's menage à quatre oh. to commence? I have an image of him as a portly chap with straggly grey hair and bloodshot oh, eyes. Gross. So I think I will find the coming months a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> I do wish Alan could put a stop to the latest Archer's Vanity project. However, with Peggy's death looming just over the horizon, I think the window is a foregone conclusion. Love to you all. Well, Elvis. again, mm. you, because, you know, we didn't get to Friday. Now what's going to happen? Because Jack's... So maybe it's going to become a new memorial window or something. Yeah. Because I thought that was quite a genuinely interesting chat between um, uh, Alan and Jim about how, you know, a memorial window is, you know, completely different to a vanity window. I mean, you know, there's a sort of, you know, you can yeah. have a celebration window of new life, but then it has to be generic, doesn't it? Or of everyone in the village. Yeah. A memorial can be to one person in particular, can't it? Yes. Well, uh, Helen Selim, mother of the more famous Naya, oh, uh, yeah. says she's glad to announce that nipples, all of the bits of my sanity are just about hanging in there. Although if I have to say the words, please don't lick your sister one more time, I think I'm going to lose it. In Ambridge <laughs> News... Naya would like to give Alan her backing. She says there's no way that she would want to be represented by a stained glass window that's obviously only really there for another baby or two. She's not buying this celebrating all children nonsense and says that anyone who does must have been born yesterday. She was born told then days ago and therefore knows better. I am very surprised at Emma, both that we got to hear her lovely voice after so long and that she changed her mind about the window so quickly. Is Peggy bribing people? Even so, I can't imagine Emma going against her values so easily. I'm hoping there's some other element to this story that will be revealed, which will make it make sense. So in the words of Eddie, she says, Taramazoo. <laughs> that is funny. That was that funny, funny. Taramazoo. I was thinking Helen and Kate should, we should have like, you know, we've got the America's group. Yeah. We should have like a sort of... Um, New mums. You know, I, I'd be yeah. happy to lead some singing and, you know party games and for the kids all that sort of stuff Lizzy. no you wouldn't <laughs> I love that I love little ones oh. I do I do especially when they're not my own yeah <laughs> oh, yeah um, yeah because we could have a, like a you know babies group yeah babies group <laughs> would that be weird yeah <laughs> yes it would yes, yeah so. But anyway, um, Kate and Helen, you should get in touch on Instagram. Yes. Because you've both got cute babies. Yes. And I'm sure other people do too. Mm. Uh, not that I'm trying to stalk you both because, uh, sorry, I did say that to you, didn't I, Lucy? Totally I've got to be careful. I've got to be yeah. careful because I'm so obsessed with babies. If she messages you, ladies, just don't, don't if give I ask her for any personal details. <laughs> she might say she wants to send you something. <laughs> don't open it. It won't be does. a chocolate oven. No. <laughs> It will be her in a box <laughs> with a tambourine. Um, <sighs> oh, tiramisu! And now let's go over to Radio Borsetshire. Radio Borsetshire. Colin, Colin, 
I have to do an appraise. I am appraise Kelly Marie. Can you help me, please? I need a nice way of saying work shy, rude, and occasionally violence. Oh yes, I have put her on final warning. She has been on final warning three times. What happened? She lit her cigarette with the letter. If she was not so good with corns, I would dismiss right now. Yes, now. Oh, oh, now. Hello, hello, this is me, Fabrizio Felpish. I'm looking like I have just stepped out of the salon, because I have. Today we are going to have a telephone in about the neighbours. When you live in small village, then you have to get on with your neighbours, as you may need to borrow sugar, petrol, or a combing harvester. My neighbour is Mrs. Shaw. She is very old lady with blue hair and lumpy feet, and she never complains about noise. Sometimes I put her bin out and even feed her cat, Craig Revel Orwood, when she go away on coach to look at a cup of tea. But problems with neighbour are very trauma for many people, so let us hear from some Ambridge resident who might have some tints and ips. Ips and tints. Hints and tints. Advice. Hello, hello. Who is this on line one, please? Hi, Febreze. My nearest neighbour is my mother-in-law and it's not something I'd recommend. For a start, it makes it much too easy for me to poke my nose into the state of her marriage, which isn't very good for me or her. Also, my son can very easily be introduced into the criminal gang for the under-16s being run by my father-in-law. On the other hand, it is very handy for childcare and for borrowing things I've run out of, like washing up liquid, flour or £20 notes. Oh yes, living too close to family can be tricksy. My sister, Remoulade, live very close to my mother and they squibble constantly. But Remoulade is in Eurovisia paramilitary, so my mother has to be careful. Who is now on line two, please? Hiya, Febreze. I'd definitely suggest that you get some neighbours that are hard of hearing and also that aren't puritanical busybodies. My new boyfriend Mick loves to come round to mine and there's a lot of splashing about and music and drinking and nudity and once we've done that we get in the hot tub. My neighbours don't approve but I'm not sure they have much fun themselves. Their car alarm went off in the middle of the night once and when they came downstairs to investigate they were both wearing Shrek and Princess Fiona onesies. And you'd have thought she'd have let Lady Shrek. Oh, I have a onesie. It is from Frozen, which is ironic because it is polyester and make me sweat so much it fill up from the inside. But I don't wear it now as I found it upset Craig Revel Orwood and make him stare at me from the windowsill. Oh, line three is flashing, Colin. Hi, Febreze. I recommend not having neighbours. I really can't understand why people have them if they don't get on with them. Just make sure your house is in hundreds of hectares of landscaped parkland. It's not difficult. But, I mean, I still have the titcombs on the grounds, but they are far enough away not to bother me. And apparently they can only hear little Vincy on a calm night, or if I dress up as Holly Willoughby. Oh, thank you, Lady Elizabeth Lower Loxley. Mrs. Shore, I've never complained about the noise, but Declan and I sleep in different room now because he say I have bad dream and wake him up shouting, Not the balayage! Neighbours are very difficult, I think. 
But if we like to live in a community and be able to say, good morning, isn't it cold enough for you? And please, can I borrow your jumping leads for my woohoo? Then we have to put up with each other people and they have to put up with you. So remember, it is style to be kind to your neighbor. As Kylie sang, that is when neighbor become good friend. Unless they park too far over on your bit. Then it is allowed to shoot them. Bye! Radio Borsetshire Thank you, Fabrice! Thank you! If you could do the next bit. But I never have my docs up Mm. in time. If you would like to visit patreon.com and look up and we're on the, the couch. couch. And all the things we're going to do in Christmas, over Christmas, you can support us at any subscription level. You all can right, find squeaky. us. You can, it's my new dinosaur voice. I mean, literally two hours of this. <laughs> uh, two hours. Why? Voice exploration. <sighs> you can find us on Facebook. On, it was fun. It was fun. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, and if anyone's listening, yet, I'd love, I'd love that job. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter at at on Ambridge, Febreze is at fabulous Febreze, or you can email us at ambridgeonthecouch at gmail And now, over to Matt Rodriguez Payne, <gasps> who has done a lovely little lullaby <gasps> for Nyla and Molly. Nyla and Molly. Uh, yes, sorry, Nyla. <laughs> uh, in case no, I just I. My, Cooper's best friend is called Nyla, and I'm getting confused between dogs and small children. Oh, come on. All right, we'll have a doggy group and a baby. Okay. All together. Uh, so in case we've reduced her to screaming hysterics. How cute. This is your lullaby. Lucy, I think we're being a bit arches about it. I think we need to dedicate it to all the babies. All babies. All the babies. Yes. Yeah, okay. Right, you ready? It's very yeah. cute. Oh, go away. Oh God, thought, not again! I, I thought there was going to be a sound effect of a smashing stained glass. <laughs> Wasn't Alan's fall the most terrible stage fall you've <laughs> ever heard? It. I loved it because it was so happy. <laughs> it was Nigel's fall, but then, yeah, but not quite shorter. as long. And then at the end, he said, "I'm all right." Because <laughs> Nigel fell off the Empire State Building, didn't he? He went on and on and on and on and on. Oh, come on, Nigel. Just get to the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Splat.
I loved Alan's walk. It was so inevitable. Oh, <laughs> oh Alan, for good, I loved Sheila just being, she's so cross with him all the time, isn't it's she? It's leaning over too far. <laughs> you are going to fall. Three, just get a two, gun, Alan. One, yeah. <laughs> I loved Usha. She's so no nonsense. I'd have just said, do you know what? This is my day off. This. Why am I even doing this? Clean up your own pigeon shit. Yes. Or just, I mean, just really, I mean, yeah. You don't need to worry about the top bits, do you? I suppose the bride getting up. I think he was concerned about her. pigeon shit falling on the bride. Would have been a no-no, wouldn't it? It would, really. You wouldn't get that in David's barn. No. No, you'd get rats. <laughs> God, oh, bleh. That was so beautiful, Matt. I loved it. It was, wasn't Thank it? Thank you. I'm going to play it to myself before I go to sleep tonight. Mm. Is that weird? Well, no, no, no. No, it's a lullaby. Really. Might be weird for Rufus, poor sob. <laughs> but I'm sure no more weird than anything else you do. The, the baby group I'm starting. Yeah. And, the, and you're starting the doggy group. And the, and the don't you drag me into this. And the audio chocolate advent calendar we're apparently doing. I can't wait for that. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait to do Lizzie's window. <laughs> Joys will just be... Joy to the world, or something. When it you can you know do what? joys. You, you. Th- th- this is what you do. Is you, on this podcast, you just chuck in suggestions, like somebody <laughs> casually throwing a hand grenade through an open door and then sauntering <laughs> off into the sunset, leaving me juggling all these things, thinking, "How am I going to do an audio?" <laughs> I throw the flock of pigeons into the church for you to clean up. And then you go off and have a lovely weekend and go to a yeah. wedding and everything else. I'm off to another party tonight oh. in the country, in Bewley. Does anyone know Bewley? Oh, I love Bewley. Yeah, it's lovely. It's near yeah. where I grew up. Mm. So, yeah, I'll be there tonight, guys. Um, I hope you will have a good... Oh, I'm going to miss Strictly, though. Mm. Oh, gutted. Yeah, I am but gutted. Okay. Strictly at the moment. Anyway, We're... sorry. Right, better go. Yes. Um, thanks, Lucy. Thank you. So, um, yeah, let me know when you've sorted the advent calendar and I'll put the I'll I put will, the Harriet. Down. Thank okay. you. Yes. Okay. If there's anything yeah. else I could do, don't hesitate to let me know. Okay, sure. Will do. I'll have a think. <laughs> no, stop. Please don't have a think. No more thinking for at least two weeks. Okay. Um, bye-bye, everybody. We love bye. you a lot. Here is your lullaby. Bye. everybody ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 